Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, reigning FPL champion Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Chuck, you're back on top in the FPL as of the time of recording. Is he? What a fortuitous happenstance of events. Look at me. Almost like my joy and mood is entirely based on whether I'm beating you two. Um, <laughs> Do you have anyone playing today? Is there anyone playing today? Uh, Dean Henderson. I've got one more, but he'll get minus points. He 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 led us all a merry song by saving two penalties in his first two <laughs> weeks, and then ever since I've just been burdened by his presence. Yeah, but, you need Enfo um, um, to just give away more and more penalties, don't you? More penalties, please. Can, why are they... They're still playing Steve Cook. Steve... <laughs> Steve Cook. Bought a whole squad. Steve Cook. Is that a person? Steve Cook. Um, see if you can guess from the generic nature of his name where Steve, who Steve Cook used to play for. Burnley. <laughs> oh, close. It was Bournemouth, the other oh, B team. One of the other B teams. Um, okay, close. That was close. Yeah, I'll take it. One of plucky little Bournemouth. Um, there we go. What a good week. How are, yeah, football. Did Peterborough win this week? No, we let the side down oh. with a, a 90-something minute conceded goal to fucking Burton. Burton, a clothing label. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> inferior cousin awful. of Top Man. May it rest in peace. Also snowboards. <laughs> also snowboards. Basically beaten by a, a, another sport. Um, shame. <laughs> sure. Are you guys coming up? What, what, how, how are the Posh doing? Let's let's get an official re- news report there, from Posh There's Island. still about 450 games left to go in the football league. Yeah, it's so <laughs> many games, but we're set about seventh, I think, uh, which would uh, place us outside the playoffs. Oh, uh, there's playoffs. someone who can help us know more about this. Are you 538 in it? Yeah, I'm 538-ing it. Wait, what league are you? One. <laughs> <laughs> league one. Oh, okay, here we go. I got you. The numbers are not good. I checked earlier. 31% to make the playoffs. But it was 13 to get promoted, wasn't it? Yes, and 2% yeah. to win. So. Yes. Enough of this dire conversation. Drive <laughs> us forward, Oscar. Take the wheel. <laughs> All right, well, uh, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We are very happy to have you. We are one American and two Brits, and we try to talk about the Premier League, but often get distracted. If you're back, we love you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, leave us a review, five stars. Join us on patreon.com slash pod for all manner of goodies <laughs> and potentially socks um, and a wonderful little stock community. Uh, and we'll kick things off as we sometimes do with our famous segment. <coughs> rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Our top story this evening, uh, Monday, October 10th, Harry Kane launched his Hurricane Foundation uh, as the start of a journey for me as my foundation aims to transform a generation's thinking about mental health. Um, it is, I believe, uh, World Mental Health Awareness Day as well. Um, so it is appropriate timing for uh, the launch of this foundation. Um, we have tried over the years to be advocates for mental health and for mental health awareness on this podcast. Uh, so along that spirit, um, I've talked a lot about my battles with depression in the past, um, I think that's something that I've made well known uh, on this podcast and as a way to hopefully let people connect uh, with someone else out there who has maybe gone through similar type of struggles. Uh, this year, 
in honor of mental health awareness, um, I figured that I would talk about one of the other things that has plagued me uh, and has become a bigger problem in recent times, um, and probably something that I believe a lot of people have been dealing with, and that is um, much, much higher levels of anxiety uh, and a rash of panic attacks uh, just kind of taking over for a while there. Um, and I know that there are quite a few people in my own personal life who've been going through a similar type thing. Um, so I just wanted to call that out and say that, hey, you are very much not alone. Um, it has gotten severe enough with me with my panic attacks that I am actually taking medication for it, which, by the way, pro-medication, if you can get it, when you can get it. Um, I know for me personally, I used to fear that it would like warp my personality or make me into some weird zombie version of myself. Um, but being on the other side of that journey, uh, it's pretty great to be able to live my life without constant panic attacks. So thanks, meds, for that. Um, but, you know... That's just something that's important to be talked about. There is such a stigma around mental health and especially around, I think, getting medicated, even among people who are willing to go to therapy and seek help for things. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there that I am loving my life and, well, maybe not loving my life, but living my best healthy life uh, or as close to that as I can. Um, but to take it back to Harry Kane, gentlemen, and not my uh, big uh, pronouncement or whatever, foundation good. Yay. Another good English boy making good things happen with their celebrity. Yeah, definitely, especially for for young kids. It's, it's it's something that comes up a bit and you'll and you'll see it labeled as wokery or whatever it is, but I I think it's a ridiculous thing that all through of our, our lives, you know, you'll go to the dentist every 6 months and have them look at your teeth. Uh you'll go to a GP for your shots or or whatever every year or two years, but at no point during your entire life do you ever actually have some form of scheduled appointment or you know mental health in advance of it happening in being proactive with it you know you don't only go to the dentist when you've lost all your teeth for example um and i think based on um oscar's frank and open and and wonderfully honest um statements that he's made before it's it's important to understand for people that this is also a scale of a thing and just because you don't view your problem as being as bad as some others for say you don't find your condition debilitating or you've only had one or two anxiety attacks that doesn't mean that it's any less important for you to talk about it um sometimes i feel naturally as human beings we're we're inclined to not potentially ask for help or, or feel embarrassed and especially men um until it's potentially already too far gone um for a lot of us and sadly there are a lot of people that, that will be in that situation and it's it's just about you know being able to foster that that environment and, and being positive and looking out for one another and if harry kane started this um at, at a, a similar time as well as um he the, you know the tottenham team is is uh mourning the passing of um jean piero uh, ventrone uh it was very close and, and harry kane was tearful um in his post match the other day um it just goes to show that you know we we all want to look after each other and we want to care and 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 make the world a better place um is my long rambling way of saying this good on harry kane um oh we'll take the piss out of him because he talks you know he has a lisp oh, brilliant well done for your for your eloquent points the guy's clearly got his head screwed on straight um and he can still score a bloody good header as well as he <laughs> did this week so yeah did i say anything there i you don't know <laughs> you said many things there yes good things i think all right, well, uh, speaking of making the world a better place and well said, Chuck, I think it's time to transition to the anniversary, the big anniversary, three the, years the big three. since the greatest day of football Twitter 
without any comparison, and that is the one, the only Wagatha Christie post the day that the source was revealed. Ian, it's been a long journey, a long and wonderful and beautiful three years. I can still see the smile in your eyes when that first broke. Oh. I had no idea it had been so long. It feels like only yesterday. Uh, the, the football Twitter exploded and the rest of Twitter, let's face it, because this, this really went across across part, all party lines. Uh, and uh, she, Rebecca Vardy's been ordered to pay 90% of the legal fees. 90%. <laughs> I mean, that is way more than anyone thought. And as, as Chuck... Uh, suggested on the Wagatha Christie part three, uh, it was it was the same judge saying uh, the the decision on the legal fees as Rebecca Vardy said in an interview. She didn't understand the case. Uh, not a clue. Not a clue that judge. And then she's whacked her with ninety percent of the legal fees, which doubled her legal. Uh, Collie Rooney's legal fees only doubled because of all the extra uh, stuff they had to do to try and get the evidence that was on the bottom of the North Sea. And <laughs> so if that whole well, thing hadn't dredging happened, fees, well, <laughs> dredging divers, scuba divers no, sending them it, out. I think it was more technical than that on Nautical the uh, WhatsApp submersibles. Uh, <laughs> They called Nathan Drake. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Drake was there. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I, I imagine James Cameron was uh, going down in the depths in, mm-hmm. in, in something. But uh, yeah, it was down so there for eighty-four years. The, the Rebecca Vardy Titanic. mistakes really rack up <laughs> quite substantially. Uh, so many mistakes that have led mm. to uh, probably one and a half million pound legal bill. No, no wonder Jamie cut a very forlorn figure after the Bournemouth game this weekend. <laughs> Numerous reasons why he's not very happy at the minute. Oh dear, he's not having a good time. If as well, um, if you've been living under a rock, obviously for the last um, three years and didn't know what's gone on with the whole Wagatha Christie thing, um, we recorded three parts, um, close to three hours. I'm disappointed we didn't break the three hour mark. Um, so go back and listen to those. Uh, you, it's time for part four. Your pod feed. Yeah, you never know. Uh, even more aftermath. So um, When that Disney Plus documentary drops, you know we're going oh, back over. Episode by oh, episode. There is going to be a part four, isn't there? There's going to be <laughs> as many parts of the Disney Plus show there are. That's how many extra parts. Welcome are. to Wagatha. I'm converting this to a companion podcast for the documentary series. Mm-hmm. Oh, as long as we can still talk about Wrexham, that's fine with me. Welcome. Welcome uh, to Wrexham and welcome to Wagatha. God, they've dropped like four episodes this week as well. Yeah, I think they just wanted to get it over with, right? Because the finale is going to be this week. We could finally find out if they get promoted or not on, on tenterhooks all season yeah. long. Literally no way of finding out what no, actually happened. No way whatsoever. No. Why would I spoil Jesus it now? Sweat. Um, Shall we football, gentlemen? Football. Football. Let's football. So cast your minds back, 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 way back to Sunday, October 9, 2022. This was at 16.30 p.m. slash 11.30 a.m. slash 8.30 a.m., depending on which time of the world you live in. Uh, and that is Arsenal 3, Liverpool 2, Arsenal 2.6 to Liverpool's <sighs> 0.8. I have no interest in discussing Arsenal and their quality or lack thereof or... Maybe not lack thereof. Unclear. Doesn't matter. Uh, but I do have much interest in laughing at Liverpool because they lost here. How many weeks now have we been saying Liverpool will turn it around? And it, it's just it's just baffling the decisions they're making. The I mean, they they changed the lineup structure at least. You know, um, be, before this game, they played Rangers and went through like a four-two-four. Uh, so playing a double pivot, which when you're playing against uh, a Scottish team. 
some offence, uh, will probably be okay. Um, but then you're coming into one of the most attacking uh, and and a team that has only lost once so far this season in Arsenal, and you try and play that way, and you're out of position, and then within the first minute, you allow Trent to be isolated in a four-on-one situation. Um, you've kind of got problems. Um, it, it, they, you know, they just... I don't know whether this is because we're so used to holding Liverpool to such a high standard that it's compounded, but they're, what, aren't they bottom half of the table right now? I believe they are 10th. Uh, after this tenth, game? Yeah. Okay, so just on the uh, precipice, uh, as it were. Um, ironically, the team that they beat 9-0 Bournemouth are ahead of them in the league. Well, if it wasn't for that 9-0, I think the goal difference and stuff would be... Yeah, I think they. I think they might be bottom half, but yeah. Boo. Uh, so yeah, really, really strange times at Liverpool. Um, compounded now, Luis Diaz is out until at least after the World Cup. Yeah, eight weeks. I think that uh, my buddy Nick texted the the Slack and said, "Oh, uh, recurring character." Yes, recurring character and one time <laughs> guest on the pod. Uh, they are down to five percent, by the way. For anything? For what? For existing? For yes, for existing. No, for winning the league. Um, oh. Jesus Christ! Wow. I'm surprised it's that high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's mad. They're they're massively off the pace, and um, not just Luis Diaz, but also Trent out now, um, unknown how long. So, but looks quite bad. Now there was uh, an ugly incident that happened here. Um, there are competing versions of what may or may not have happened. It is unclear at this point in time when we are recording. Um, but there was a fracas. The football, the FA is weighing up whether or not to launch an investigation after the incident involving players from both sides. Towards the end, um, proceedings were briefly paused as Michael Oliver ran to the touchline to speak with the managers. It is understood to have referred to an argument that erupted inside the Liverpool penalty area involving several players. Um, among Amid the fracas, Gabriel was seen in heated discussion with Jordan Henderson, etc., etc. Um, like I said, there are competing versions of this, uh, very different versions of what may or may not have been said to cause this. So mm. we're just going to steer clear of that. Um, yeah pretty much but figured it was worth mentioning because it was part of the story today yeah i mean hopefully that isn't what it is but if it is what it is hey uh dancing around the point we will obviously come down hard on on whichever side it is um just before we do move on because i I wanted to check this because i found it interesting um just to see but liverpool liverpool have um won two games this season or sorry not conceded in two games this season every other game they have conceded in they conceded first Mm. And they conceded in the first half. And a lot of those goals were early. And for me, anecdotally, because I, I haven't had the time to, to to check through all of the, the information and match reports and all of that. But to me, it seems like Liverpool were always first out of the blocks, firing on all cylinders from the get-go. And you just wonder now, now that it is the seventh year of Klopp, um, a lot of these players have been pushing themselves to the line for a lot of seasons just to even come close to... Uh, the the Man City juggernaut that could it finally be that just all of that is catching up on them and the mental and physical exertions. Well, with Trent out, you would assume that the defense will improve, so I guess we'll have a chance to see. Yeah, Gomez should be doing better. <laughs> you see, literally no other option because yeah. uh, what you wouldn't put Milner, would you? <laughs> well, Christ. no, Jesus, things could get worse. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you're right, Chuck. Because if uh, results of games were purely done on the first half. Arsenal would be top where they are anyway, and Liverpool would be bottom. 
and that's insane. Bottom of the league? Yeah, if it was done on first wow. half results only, obviously. I know that's not how it's done. But it does tell you something because you're exactly right. Liverpool always used to get out of the blocks first. They had that season last season where they went deep in all competitions. They were up mm. for the quadruple quite late on. Yeah. And exactly what you say. I think it was the uh, Football Ramble said uh, as well earlier this week that... Um, they did have a very young squad um, a couple of years ago, and it's now become the third oldest quite quite quickly within a couple of seasons. So mm. just because they've lost certain, you know, they, they, they've lost certain players and, and they've hung on to other ones. And I think you're right. I think the, the, the pressing style of football has just caught up with them now. You know, uh, specifically the goal you were talking about, Chuck, you know, uh, Trent went over because he was worried about Henderson not being able to keep up with he, he wasn't uh, Martinelli. There. He wasn't there. Like it's really clear to see if you if you watch any replays of that because they kind of come from high up. The the double pivot are both in a line vertically over to the right hand side as the as Arsenal attack, mm. um, and that leaves the entire midfield area and literally does create a four on one against Trent. After yeah. a minute, what's that going to happen? The goal went in after 58 seconds. There's there's talk as well now that VAR, um, the, the the offside camera didn't have uh, a decent angle that meant that Saka was actually offside. Who knows? That's probably just bullshit from people doing that ruler thing on the screen. The, the, the simple matter is that you look at that and regardless, there were three other options there that could have been through and, and they could have scored after a minute and that's and- absolutely pitiful. Um, but I, but I, I do think that there's there's a lot in the mental exhaustion of doing mm. everything you could for years now and you've come away with it with like what three trophies four trophies in seven years mm. it might be a few more than that but it's, it's certainly not a lot and so yeah a lot of these players will, will just kind of get to a state where like how much more can we do when you've yeah. also got other teams and other squads refreshing bringing in elite managers um changing the way they're doing things and and catching up in let's say the way that Chelsea are, that Tottenham are, that Arsenal have, that who knows, Manchester United might not be a basket case, that you've got Newcastle now pushing um, a lot more and performing well, then it's easy to slip. Definitely, there's more piranhas in the tank now. So, you know, that's exactly it. You've got to... You've, you got piranhas for your fish tank? <laughs> no. He, no. He couldn't be bothered to look after too many fish, so he just <laughs> went, oh, fuck it, let's drop a piranha in there and just... <laughs> Deal with all them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, exactly. It might be. It might be just we're in a, a, a transition uh, for Liverpool, and every other team is is doing well. You've got like exactly what I say. You've got a lot of piranhas in the tank for the top four now, and Liverpool mm. are, have got a fight on their hands now. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of uh, a four, did you say the word four? I thought I heard the word four. So we're going to go four. with that as a transition. The most tenuous of all. Manchester City 4, Southampton 0. <laughs> <laughs> Man City 2.4 to Southampton 0.1 on XG. Quite frankly, I think they're slipping. <laughs> I think they're, it's, just, it's just, just not good bit. enough. How are you going to play Southampton, only generate 2.4 XG and score 4? I know, and you know who else is slipping? Erling Haaland. No hat trick. One irrelevant goal. Oh. <laughs> Trash. Get him out of your FPL team. What's the point? Get him out. Get rid. He's brewing the game anyway. It's too easy with him on your Fraud. team. Yeah, he's quite good, isn't he? Um, hot takes. What What do we say about this? I don't... I just continue to be happy to be here, man. I just want them to score 140 goals, and I want him to score 60 goals, and I want to watch the craziness. Like, fuck yeah. 
only scoring one goal in a game drops his goals per game, which is a madness because uh, he's he scored more goals himself than I think 14 teams in the league. Um, it's just Jesus. like I know City are City and stuff, but it, that's just freaking insane. They've scored 33 goals. Even if you take out all of his goals, they're still the fourth highest scoring team in the oh league. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Madness. Absolute madness. Something to potentially talk about here, Foden. Huh? The Foden. emergence. Foden, good. Yeah. He's had, he's had a few good performances in a row now. Yeah, well, five goals in three games. Yeah, and I think Foden has, such that it ever can be, has made his way into Pep's uh, start in 11. You know, mm. I think if he was picking his strongest 11, Foden would be in there. And it's been years and years now of us saying Foden's not getting the game time, not getting the game time. But I think Pep's been born, yep. you know, his strategy's been borne out because we, we are not looking at a burnt out player. We're looking at a player coming into his prime and looking absolutely, mm-hmm. incredibly dangerous every time he gets on the field. And now he's got Haaland to aim at with his no-look passes because he knows he's going to be there. And it's, mm-hmm. it's it's something to see. You know, I'm, as an England fan, apart from anything else, I'm delighted with the, the, the progress that, that Foden has made. And he just he just looks like... Uh, and he looks like the entire package now. And I'm really yeah. happy he doesn't look burnt out at his age, you know? Yeah, especially people criticise him when he signed a six-year deal or something a few years ago. After, yeah. I'm pretty sure I said it as well, whether it would just be worth him loaning out just to have some time. But, you know, Pep always said, no, I want him here because I, he wants to mould him. And we're, and we're seeing that now that he, in that system, gets that system. He's only been managed by Pep. That's potentially why, you know, there's been some difficulties then with that translating into the England team. Yeah. Um, because the style of management and the style of play is completely different um, because it makes <laughs> you want bit. to pull pull your fucking eyes out. Um, and and because all of his football instincts are based on Guardiola football, that's that's just it. And so there, there are kind of positives and negatives to each side of that. However, it, translating into an international sense, it's about the international team working as a team together. Um, for too many years, uh, many nations just tried to just shoehorn in all the quote unquote best players. It doesn't necessarily work. Um, but that's not to say Foden's incredible. And he's the, the great thing is, is like he had potential for so many years and now it feels like he's realizing that potential yeah. and still has more to go beyond yep. what we thought. Um, especially when you've just got that big Nordic bastard who will just. Just do goal things, make make net bulge. I mean, it was absolutely infinitesimally close to getting a brace anyway because he clipped the inside of the post. Absolutely everyone thought that was in when it left his mm. boot. Um, and it, uh, he seemed pissed off that the, the, the woodworkers deigned to uh, deny it. <laughs> you know, disgusting. <laughs> absolutely disgusted with the, uh, the the woodwork there. But yeah, I think this this was as dominant a performance as you, you can see, really. I mean, Southampton had, I think, five shots on on goal all outside the penalty area all yeah all point one for xg 0.1 right. so yeah we did that but we scored two goals you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> levels, levels levels to this game guys <laughs> but yeah you know Hasenhutl somehow survives another day apparently and um 
Yeah, we get a, another dominant display from a team that is... But he passed it, though, because he kept it in single figures. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is it. This is a, a victory. Yeah. What You're a win. Right. What a result for Hassan Hootle football. Um, <laughs> no, he's... I mean, he's probably gone soon. Um, we we play them at the end of this month, and I just really hope he's there still. No, we don't. Wait, when do we play him? Oh, God, not until the... Oh, yeah, yeah, 29th, sorry. 29th of October, we play them, so... Written in the stars, then, that he goes the week before. I mean, yeah, you, you... 100%. <laughs> He'll be Hass and Toodles by then. Oh, nice. hell. No, no, that's the out. Done. Thanks. <laughs> All right, there you go. Well, then, from one very rich team scoring a lot of goals to another very rich team scoring a lot of goals, we had Chelsea 3, Wolves 0, Chelsea 2.1 to Wolves 1.0. Uh, Chuck, I know your hatred of Chelsea, so I won't bother checking in with you. Specifically, Thiago Silva, I enjoy that he went for the one-match ban because he knew that he should have been sent off. Um, <laughs> the moral one-match ban. Yeah. Self-imposed, yeah. yeah. Mm. We look good. Am I crazy? No, not Wolves. at all. I think... Wolves. Um, Wolves. It was Wolves, Wolves and that, that is the thing. It's a, Fair. Uh, Wolves. Rudderless. Rudderless. Wolves v. Bad. And uh, Chelsea look like, you know, obviously Potter has suddenly got a squad that he can rotate and didn't he ever fucking rotate and uh because you know that you can against wolves and still win 3-0 with absolute certainty you know you it, it was never in doubt this game um costa didn't uh, do anything of, of note at all apart from uh, get his little lap of honor lap which of i'm honor. very happy for him very happy <laughs> that. uh delighted for him it was uh, heartwarming i will say i loved the crowd going giving him his you know his moment he enough, he's a chelsea legend yeah absolutely. yeah absolutely um but no i thought i thought it was uh, a great a great performance from uh, this potter led team again and You've got certain players who seem a little bit reinvigorated. Uh, I mean, Gallagher's getting minutes that I'm not sure he would have necessarily got under Tuchel. Mason Mount seems like he's happier. Uh, I don't know. All these things might be, you know, after the fact you've got a couple of wins, so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But Yeah, it's very easy to say, isn't it? Of course, yeah. Oh, player won a game, so they've got a smile on their face. You know, they could have had the same, but it's a different style, a different approach, isn't it? You You can see that there's... You know, something that Potter's going to go for is with this rotation is about a getting to know the players and b keeping yeah. them all happy. That's always a very, very difficult thing when you have a high and equal quality and big squad. Yeah, yeah. Because if you you're absolutely right. Because you look at you know who was benched and you've got the likes of Ziyech, Chilwell, James, Sterling, Aubameyang. Yeah, that's gonna yeah that's gonna be a, a thing that he's not had to do before. Uh, because Brighton's squad was uh, a lot smaller, obviously, or certainly a lot smaller in its in its players who you would consider for the first eleven regularly. So yeah, this this is going to be a uh, a skill that Potter has to develop. But you know, past the first test with flying colours. But yes, it was Wolves who are terrible, and uh, their interim manager in his post match was just happy to be out of the house. By the looks of it, I was like. <laughs> It was very weird, I felt. I mean, I get that he's, you know, because he's a Wolves fan and all that, you know, but it was sort of like the whole interview was just like... He had his face painted and everything. (laughs) I would have been surprised. Big foam finger. That was the vibe, Chuck. That was the vibe. And I was... Cuddly Wolf. (laughs) The interview was like, this is nice for you, isn't it? Just been beaten 3-0, handily beaten 3-0. Like, the Wolves were never in this game at all. And it was just like... And he's got... He's beaming. Big smile on his face. It's lovely to be here. We'll see what happens next week, won't we? I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? 
doing? It reminds me of like Warnock after like, God knows which team he got promoted with and uh, in the Premier League in the first game they lost 4-0 and he went, oh, this is great, isn't it? Like, it's better to be battered in the Premier League than losing in the Championship. <laughs> <laughs> like, just happy to be here. Fair enough. Fair enough, but, but Oscar, you're you're you must be happy because it's a, it's a good start from from Potu. We we've even Chuck has always said is a is a, a great manager. Mm. So you know you must be uh, you must be delighted with this start. Yeah, I mean you you throw in this along with the Champions League results uh, that we've had going as well, um, and we look at hold on, let me actually click here. I think we have like twelve goals in four games under Potter, something like that. Ten goals, ten goals in four games under Potter. A significant uptick from where we were, and a good amount of goals. Like no matter what team you are, uh, so that's pretty nice. Um, hopefully, it keeps going against AC Milan this week. Um, we beat them three zero last week, so beating them three zero again would be twice as much fun. And there might actually be something to what you're saying about Mountain Gallagher specifically, because the particular tactical way that he uses his advanced central mids compared to the way that Tuchel did um, seems to suit their playing. They have very similar playing styles. Yeah. Um, just one's a little bit further along the talent slash uh, development line than the other. I called it. I called it ages ago. They're like, if, you, if you're going to use Gallagher, it's difficult. They're very similar players to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and what, yeah. They're, what they're good at, but exactly like you said, Mount is much, much better on the ball, ball retention, anything. Um, the key is with Gallagher is just if he's going to calm down and not let it, let it get to his head um, and run around like a lost puppy like he can do. If there's someone that's going to know how to get the best out of their players and actually play that way rather than stay dogmatically to a style and try and fit square pegs in round holes, um, then that is Graham Potter. That's just a simple fact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the only other thing of note here that, Ian, you, you saw me tweet this and it was frankly terrifying. There's nothing really to comment on mm. it. But Christian Pulisic has the most open play goals for Chelsea in the league since October 2019. That just shows, that, that just shows how shit you've been since October 2019. Yeah, he has 20 open play goals. Mason Mount has 19. Um, most of our goals have come through penalties. That's what happens when Timo Werner's your striker for a few mm. years. He just earns penalties instead of taking shots. But yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy that Pulisic is our top goal scorer in the last like three years. I mean, you know, he's a LeBron James of soccer. Yes. No. Uh, I wish LeBron James was the LeBron James of soccer. Erling Haaland feels like the LeBron James of soccer. He's so big. He's so big and he's so fast. Um, Let's go to another team that scored a bunch of goals. Newcastle 5, Brentford 1, Newcastle 2.5 to Brentford 1.1. Fucking hell, man. Newcastle. And with a lot of like the players out, a lot of injuries, a lot of rotation. There's no stopping Trippier, Um, though. Tell you that. No, definitely not. And they were dismantled really um brentford and, and made brentford the architects of their own downfall i think um in that they just kept pressing them um pinnock uh Ethan, i think it's Ethan pinnock uh first game back after a long injury lost possession for two of lead, leading to their goals and scored an own goal um bad times really 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 bad times um, so that obviously compounds and Thomas Frank kind of said that in a, in his post-match interview, um, which is like whether or not you play well, you can't make one, two, three, four mistakes, uh, all leading to goals in this league. It's, it's just ridiculous. So the scoreline definitely flatters, um, the situation. Obviously the XG is still weighted in, in Newcastle's favor. Um, but it's something we haven't seen from Brentford. Um, maybe I mean who knows that they haven't necessarily been the same as last season. I don't think. Um, that might just be a bit confirmation biasy. Um, because they still find themselves in eleventh, but that's just kind of testament really to how good their first season was. Um, and so whether they can bounce back from this, 
still don't necessarily want to celebrate Newcastle. Um, they were cheering uh, a year of their Saudi Arabian ownership um, on the same day that the Saudi Arabian government sent its three people to die because they wouldn't move out of their house to build a winter village uh, for the Asian Winter Games. So there you go. But it's important to understand that it is not... The, the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia is not the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Nope. Just want to make that really separate, clear. Separate things. Definitely separate things. Pretty tone deaf from the fans uh, celebrating, as you say, with the, that concurrent news. I mean, it's just... Yeah. If you're not get, if you're not going to glamorize that part of it and and the link with it, like I I understand for a lot of people it's difficult when you're part of sports washing projects and and let's yeah. face it, most people who support clubs are involved in sports washing projects. That's just what yeah. rich people do effectively in every area. It's just whether these people are doing it with human rights violations. Um, you see like links with uh, Qatar. Um, Abu Dhabi as as a state, whether it's the Saudis, um, whether it's Russian money from before, um, any of this kind of stuff, and mm. and it's very difficult and and concerning as a fan to try and separate yourself from that. But yeah. the key is, and I know Oscar, you've spoken about this before when Abramovich was there, even during his time, and then especially during the issues following the, the invasion of Ukraine. It's just like how to be able to separate the glamorization of. Think you know, going around with Saudi Arabian flags, that's yeah, exactly the fucking point. That's yeah. what people hate on. Not the fact you've clubs for God knows how long, rotations and rotations over decades have come along with a shitload of money and spent their way up. That's just how it works. That's how we're in the situation we're in. But don't glamorize a murderous fucking regime. That's no. what we all have a problem with. Not the, not eleven blokes kicking a ball. Yeah, when <laughs> when Newcastle inevitably start like kicking on for Champions League, start kicking on for the title. It, like if the money is crazy enough to do that, which it very, they'll, they'll get there. Give it a few years. Very for easily sure. could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know you can absolutely be happy about that, but you've just got to acknowledge where it comes from, and you can do that as a fan. I think you you know because our allegiances are often born out of geography or family links or whatever whatever you choose you know to to often you've been following a club for years and years and years you can't turn that off like a tap no one expects you to it's just you've got to acknowledge it and not celebrate the wrong side of things that's all you've got to do yeah and don't have your manager come out and say because like that was what really and like my personal thing with Eddie Howe aside yes it's a personal (laughs) agenda yes it's a bit for a bit of funny but I just I never really rated Bournemouth whatever but like if Eddie Howe had been there for seven years and let's say and the Saudi had come in and he acted like, oh, well, I don't really feel comfortable with this, bloody, bloody, blah. Like you can kind of see it's difficult. They mm. came in and then he was hired. You cannot tell me that that person cannot claim. And he seems like a very astute, very intelligent person. You cannot claim that he is not aware of or not across the situation. That's fucking ridiculous. And it's quite frankly, just lazy gaslighting of the situation trying to have plausible deniability for the fact that you know his paychecks are covered in blood effectively i don't know what else he can do because he can't just come out and say you know yeah i know i just don't care because it's a lot of money which is ultimately what we're what we're looking at you know but if you if you you if you don't feel comfortable and safe enough in your job to say oh uh i i don't agree with the death penalty let's just say that you don't, you don't have to say, it. I don't agree with the death penalty. To, to not feel like you can just come out and say that, yeah. there's something fucking wrong there, man. It's ridiculous. Whether it's about losing your job or, or pissing off all the owners or whatever. If they truly believe and that they're free to believe whatever, I don't know. I don't get it. Of course I don't. 
I don't agree with death penalty. I don't agree with homophobia. I don't agree with all those myriad things that you can look online and see what is bad in, in that part of the world. But like the fact that you can't just say you have to give this bullshit politician answer of, oh, I'm not really across the situation. Yeah. Get fucked. Get fucked. Um, that was perfect. And I cannot possibly improve on that at all. So let's go on. Um, Lester losing matters. I don't know. Question mark. I genuinely don't know. Well, is this stop worth bringing the up? Presses. <laughs> but they were stop back. The presses. They were back. <laughs> they beat Nottingham Forest <laughs> for their first win of the season, and then went one 0 up, and then lost to Bournemouth. Um, it's Bournemouth. Bournemouth is still there. They're in eighth. Bournemouth hmm. are in eighth. Bournemouth are second favourites for relegation according to five thirty eight. <laughs> Oh, the table she lies. It, yeah. it is still so early, you know, and, and yeah. generally you're watching the football and, and going, well, yes, this Liverpool team is doing badly at the minute, but we're still looking at the same players, so it should, you know, and that's what that's why they're, whatever you said it was, um, 5%, 5% uh, to, for, win. For, to win the <laughs> to title. To win the title, uh, still. Yeah, bet, yeah. bet 365 give you 33 to 1, so that, that turns somehow into a good bet, I think, if you, if you wanted to bet on <laughs> Liverpool winning the title. Uh, you know, to, a 20 to 1 chance and you're yeah. there giving you 33 to 1 there's there's balance of probability and there's good bet yes, it's very course. clear to separate <laughs> yes. the two yeah, yeah 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 very I'm important distinction I think there feel free to make that bet 33 times over or 20 times over you know feel free they're still yeah. more likely than Tottenham win the title I'll tell you that that's pretty fun and, fair enough and people half look, as many points <laughs> and people look at Bourne, Bournemouth squad and they go, and, and people who are putting these stats thing together, and they go, they might be eighth now. They are not going to end eighth. <laughs> the, the, the former yeah. manager of the Bournemouth squad <laughs> said they were all shit. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Look, you know, that was, so that was, it was everywhere. This, this was a, a great result for Bournemouth, absolutely, because you'd, a year ago you'd have never have said it was likely. Um, mm. But this is, I mean, Brendan Rodgers, we've said it before, absolutely resigned to this sort of thing now apparently in in his post matches just you know cannot be asked is waiting to be fired so as he gets the payoff but they can't afford they it so this off. just carries on this it feels just, american it honestly feels really like sees, like when teams are tanking at the end of a season trying to get a draft pick and it's just like <laughs> everyone's going through the motion i've seen it so many times as a knicks fan the last like month of the year is just everyone showing up in pajamas being like, yeah, we're fucking here for practice. What do you want? Yeah, we're playing the games. What do you want? And just losing, 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 losing. <laughs> that is extreme Knicks energy coming from Leicester City right now. <laughs> and that is as insulting of a thing as I can tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, you you look at Leicester's uh, 11 that they put out and by your odd bright spark, I still think Dak is a good player. I think Dak Madison is, bloody is great. obviously and excellent. Um, but it just doesn't, it, you know, Leicester's, it's just not working for him at the minute. And the, the manager is bored of trying, it seems. So it's just, it just seems like it's going to yeah, carry I on. Think, I think when you're coming out in the press saying, oh, I had opportunities to leave and I didn't, I stuck by you. It's kind of like, well, you don't actually just need to say that. You don't yeah. need to say about the two different times that you've nearly left and then yeah. say, that's good. Like, it's that classic, ah, oh, I was going to punch you in the face, but now I'm not. Praise <laughs> me. Praise yeah. me, please. I'm very reticent to slag off Leicester that much, though, since we play them next week. But <laughs> oh, I just don't need it, whether Brendy stays. We had it last season that we should have beat Leicester and then we didn't. It pissed me off. Yeah, but they didn't have Danny Ward in goal then. I think you'll be all right. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. No, they'll definitely... He's going to get subbed out then, isn't he? And they'll bloody... <laughs> I don't know. They'll get Prime Schmeichel in or something somehow. And I think you'll be all right. Well, speaking of Palace, I guess we can transition to that team oh, there. Oh, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I believe I need you to cue the jingle as well, Mr. Stimson, please. I'll get fucked. <laughs> Ooh, they're better than they ought to be. Burn my out for the week. Palace did get a win 2-1 here, but it was 0.9 to 0.9 on XG, so they more than doubled their XG and overperformed the XG result, which was a draw. It's tenuous, admittedly, but not a lot of candidates this week. Chuck, do you want to talk about Palace this week, or should I give it to Ian again? (laughs) (laughs) Look, my problems last week were mostly with the Chelsea part. Very mixed game. Um, The definition of the cliche of a game of two halves um leads were absolutely flying coming out of the blocks um pressing high uh winning the ball back disrupting us not giving us the time we weren't able to do anything um and then obviously they they got the goal through i mean joel ward's questionable on the line defending um but that was made beforehand by brendan aronson really um quite a wonderful mazy run that deserved kind of the finish himself as it were um but that wasn't to be and then you know Leeds had another couple of big chances um in that half Bamford um forcing like a really really good save um out of Guaita because it really felt written on the stars with our previous history um with Bamford that that he was going to nail that but didn't uh the slug so then we get uh you know big French Eddie gets himself a goal uh lovely Michael Elise uh free kick him um, before half time and then Vieira must have put a rocket up their ass uh, apparently he was showing them videos and all sorts at half time um, I don't know whether it was just like funny videos on TikTok or anything but um, Charlie bit my finger yeah, I'm, you know I'm, I'm right up to the up to date on this <laughs> Jesus Christ 2009 <laughs> so anyway uh, one for the teenagers and yeah then second half it was just far better um, we were playing through the press um, really well and uh, the second goal was just an absolute, literally, if if you could write up, I think, the perfect goal that this team could score. Um, Anderson with uh, his beautiful, beautiful Danish hunkness, um, playing a long ball up to Edward, pretty much stopped it dead. Played it out to uh, Tyreek Mitchell, uh, then made the run, which created the space for Zaha. Mitchell passed it into Zaha, lovely flick. Eze goes into the middle. Dummy one shot and then just thump it into the bottom left um, for his first goal in front of uh, fans at Selhurst. Uh, And so lovely times. Uh, The fact that our two goals, you know, you had Edouard, Elise, Eze and Zaha all involved um, in assists and goals is is a beautiful bloody thing to see. And kind of one of those, as it were, must win games at the start of this great run that we've got. Um, to kick us off, it would have been a real shitter um, if we'd have gone through another quote unquote tough spell at the beginning of the season, got to those games, and then started off with a loss or even a draw, uh, especially at home. Um, so much, much needed. Whether yeah. whether Roscoe's going to say it was a Burnley or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have that run of fixtures. I was going to go to something nice to go with my something salty as well. Um, that run of fixtures is incredible. You don't see another good team in the Premier League until January, by my count. Uh, it goes Leicester, Wolves, Everton, Southampton, West Ham, Nottingham, West Ham are good now. Fulham, and Bournemouth. So you have to run the ham gauntlet there 
uh, with South Ham, West Ham, not, not Ham and Fulham. He does that every day. Yeah, no, that's how I wake up in the morning. All of my hams are hanging from the ceiling and I just swing them. Walking through. <laughs> it's like a rocky training montage in the morning. Potential exemption for West Ham fine at the beginning of November, so that's a month. But besides that, it's till January. Like, there's there's no good teams in there. That's an incredible run. You know, there's a month break in there, so January does make it seem like there's a lot of Doesn't matter. It's still uh, a fact. Facts is fact. Yeah. time. That's that's the thing. So so it's now you know you, you have to take your chances when you are. If you, if you know one of the best and worst things I guess about this league, if you ask any uh, person outside the big six, really, um, and then even within the big six, as it were, is that everyone kind of beats everyone at some point, and it's it's just about who loses the least games. Shock. Um, <clears throat> but you know what I mean in like a really stupid reductionist way. It's just like you just have to be consistent, and even now, you know, we 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 look at the at the league table. Um, you know, Palace are down in fifteenth with nine points, um, but you're, you're six points away from Man United um, in in fifth uh, as it stands, or uh, you know, five points from Newcastle who have a game in hand and they're in sixth. So like, win the game in hand, and you're you're three points off of the the two points off of the, the Europe, European places. Uh, so it's still really, really truncated. So you get a decent run in there. Um, you know, obviously the, the pessimists would probably say, I don't know, I'd quite like a seven or eight points maybe from those games. I understand seven is a bit more of like going undefeated in, in pretty much all of them, maths. Um, but, you know, realistically, if we can get to double figures across those games, you know, getting over the next five anyway sorry um getting two points per game that's that's huge because that's the games that you quote unquote should be getting points with and and Mm. continues and and builds momentum especially running up to before the world cup because i i don't think you want a bad run before that um because what we'll probably see with with any clubs that are down in that area you know if you have a bad run before the world cup and players leave and owners have a lot of time to think that's when we might start to see uh managers shifted off um, potentially some managers you never know that are going out with international squads that might be their last tournament they might be looking for a job to come back to you know all sorts of upheaval could happen so really going into that World Cup break on a high would be absolutely massive for us um, being able to then look to kick on um, I do want to shout out Leeds because I, I, I mean they did tie towards the end but they were absolutely fantastic um, I think early in the season we were a bit pessimistic and down on them um, I think under Jesse Marsh, you know, there are going to be frailties there. Um, injury or the suspension anyway to Sinistera um, didn't mm. didn't help them. But I think um, Brendan Aronson is really, really good. Yeah. Um, Tyler Adams in the centre midfield uh, is really good. They've got a great, you know, he said this about Southampton, that they were kind of like Palace last year. I think Leeds are kind of similar. You know, they've had to come out of a big transition period. Um, buy a lot of new players, bought a lot of players from the the Red Bull Red Bull Lab, yeah, um, as it were. And uh, I think they'll be absolutely fine this year. I think if Jesse Marsh could just put a slight lid on the calm down just, a little yeah, bit, I think he'll be. I think he'll be Not absolutely go fine. Full lead tasso, because th- yeah, um, <laughs> I think he's a really intelligent bloke, but he does he does it's simmering on the surface all the yeah. time. And I'm sure the fans love it, but, you know. Last thing I do want to say is, uh, and I won't shock you here, uh, I'm going to shout out Jordan Ayew. um, Because recently in the last few games, we've seen him uh, converted to centre mid 
Uh, so kind of playing a similar role to uh, how Gallagher was for us last year. Um, I've said before on stats that Schlupp was basically replicating that as well. And RU seems very similar, however, better actually um, for, for all my frustrations of him as a winger. As a centre mid, his ability to hold on to the ball is a lot more valuable in that area. Mm. Um, and so I think it's quite interesting that we've seen uh, Joe Ellington converted to a centre mid uh, and that's worked. Alex Iwobi converted to centre mid um, recently who, you know, he's had his ups and downs and we're probably not going to talk about that game. But um, Jordan Ayew as well seems to be very early days but seems to actually be a quite a good move that's working um, and then freeing up uh, like Michael Elise to actually play out on the wing as well. So mm. good things, good things. Well, speaking of good things, we'll go... Oh, you might not think this is such good things. That wasn't as good a transition as I thought it was. Oh, well. Brighton 0, Tottenham 1. Brighton 0.6 to Tottenham 0.7. I just like Tottenham losing. Why would I... Oh, wait, no. Tottenham didn't lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In my head, Brighton won this, so that's double backwards. In your head, Brighton won. I thought it was Brighton won, Tottenham 0. Sorry, I was reading the numbers backwards. Oh, I, 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 that's exceptionally that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who cares? Uh, Kane, goal. Pew! Um, and then nothing else. And nothing then, else happened. And then silence. <laughs> uh I mean, is this Tottenham did a job or Tottenham just didn't really show up? Because I've I've seen it I've seen it talked talked off both ways. I mean, I see it as Tottenham did what they had to to put a decent team away who they didn't necessarily know how they'd show up. You know, so they one nil, fine, job done. You know, they didn't need to exert themselves any more than that. But that's not you can't have that these days, can you? You have to play flair football. You have to be constantly attacking, constantly pressing. I don't see it. I think this was absolutely fine from Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, Brighton have been a good team. Like, this is a good result for them. They're, they've about even with each other on XG goal mm. difference per 90. They're both in the top six. I think like, you can only... I think every team has a, has to play a different style. If every team played the same style, it'd be shit. Um, you know, and it, and it wouldn't work because, you know, you get the natural progressions of everything. And this is a way Conte has played for God knows how long now. Um, and that's just what we're seeing. But they're... You know, you would say about Spurs in years gone by and probably Arsenal as well, uh, that they were quite fragile and, and you know, yeah. but there will still be mistakes there. But, you know, they would have a Rick in them and all that kind of stuff. And, and now you look at it and they look a lot more defensively solid, like they know what they're going to do. Um, I guess the only real caveat so far this year and probably why the percentages uh, of them doing anything are high is that, you know, they played Arsenal, they played Chelsea. Mm. Uh, the rest is Southampton, Wolves, Nottingham Forest, West Ham, Fulham, uh, Leicester and Brighton. So effectively, the Palace run that you just said is coming up that we're saying are really great, easy fixtures. So translate that to Tottenham and you can kind of see why. Um, before the World Cup, they've got Manchester United, they've got Liverpool, but they don't play Man City because it was postponed. Don't play them until February. So... You know, they can get have a good opportunity to get some points on the board um, and, and run that up and then just, you know, just see where you are. But it's, I, don't, I don't think you know, anyone can really say they're bad at all. No, I think it, the thing that happened with them is that people were excited they might be able to go on a title run and then they very much haven't. And it's gone now, mm. right? Like it, it's maybe, maybe a slight chance that Arsenal can keep up, but it's City's title. So like... 
from yeah. there, it's just kind of disappointing for Spurs. I think people had higher expectations, and then the fact that they're just pretty I good. Wonder if, I wonder if at some point now, that, since it's early and he wants to be attritional and just grind and get to a certain point, because down the stretch last year is where we saw Tottenham come alive mm. in, in multiple games, didn't we? So you wonder if that's a potential tactic for later on, but... Who knows? You know, they, the effective thing of games of football is to win them um, exactly. for for the team and for the manager. It's us on fans to decide what we want from it and how we want to be entertained. Um, if you don't find it entertaining, unlucky. I just didn't like some of the discourse. Like, go one nil up against a good nil uh, against a good team and then defend it. That's that's perfectly because reasonable. Like, yeah, because it's usually know. the same people that, that do the dichotomy. They'll be like, oh, before the game, they'll be like, oh, Tottenham have to respect Brighton. Brighton are a really yeah. good outfit. And they are, and they overperform. And that's just a simple fact. Um, you know, they've they've earned the same number of points per game as last season at this point. Exactly the same. Um, but then you, you go one nil up and you respect that opponent and you don't just fucking swashbuckle. Oh, no, this is ridiculous. Yeah, Game's exactly. gone mad. Like what? You know, when people, Klopp used to complain because of the way teams played against him. It's just like, well, we're not going to play our brand of football against you, your brand of football against you because you'll fucking slaughter us. Yeah. You know, Burnley aren't all of a sudden going to run a 4-3-3 Gagan press and just fucking <laughs> push them in the front, you know. They're going to yeah. piss you off and then nick a 1-0 yeah. or something, you know. Perfect, so Perfectly valid way of playing. All right, that's enough soccer, I think. <laughs> like, I don't want to, Okay. I don't want to talk about ham-on-ham violence in West Ham Fulham. That one was for all the hams. Some uh, of the hams, actually. Some hams? Half of the hams? Uh, Half of the hams. Half hams. Whatever, whatever ham. hams were left over from Chuck's training sessions, apparently. <laughs> Exactly, to West Ham Ham. Um, yeah, that's fine. You don't have to talk about it. I mean, two goals were handballs anyway, so it's There's so many handballs this week. So many handballs. Just <laughs> who cares about laws of the game? Fuck it. Just Overrated. spin a wheel. Spin that wheel and let's see what it lands on to make that fucking decision, baby. Um, oh, man. Outrageous. Marco Silva effectively got booked for having eyes that could see. <laughs> Skamaka didn't even Skamaka's celebration wasn't an emulation of that prick Cantonar doing his like cool thing. He was stood there sheepishly because he was just like, I know that ball hit my hand. <laughs> and then you watch the replay and the ball hits his hand because his hand moves with the ball and causes the ball to spin. Yeah, it's fine, goal. What? Yeah. Some, I don't get some it. Some odd ones this week. Game's bloody gone. Uh let's talk about imaginary football then. No, oh, yeah. Because I'm doing well this week. Yeah. Yeah, you're ahead by a point. Right? Yeah, something like that, guys. That's the main thing. I'm doing great. Ian's about 30 points behind me. And Oscar's, Oscar's still playing? You still playing, Oscar? Oh, I did do a transfer. I, I took a hit to have Sterling this week. So that worked out well. <laughs> Boo! But let's take us through the top 10 as it stands in our Mophead League. Still open, I believe. Are we ever closing it? Who knows? Uh, and the winner gets something that I can't remember what I promised. It was uh, a, mystery uh, shirt. There mystery we go. shirt, that's it, yeah. Mystery shirt, 10th place, Lynn Hamer, Atletico, Bourneville, 601. Then we go to Diego DeLorio with Darwinista Evolution on 605. Toby Ackland, Rubidinia Rapids, great name, great name, 608. <laughs> uh, Baby Jota, Gabriel Penalosa, 613. Make Leeds great again, unlucky Mike Wellman, <laughs> um, 616. Uh, Safira Gold! Gold! He was ready. He knew it was coming. Uh, FDID FC, 619 points. Then we have Owen Carr, Wee's Wanderers, 621. Eager Egan, Yash Mishra on 633. Vin Lee, Vin Lee, Vin Lee, Vin Lee. 
still begging of you, please change your team name. Uh, question mark 635. <laughs> and my little Tony, Sam Danby in top place. He has got 77 this week and is a current rank of uh, 15,744. So imagine where you'd be if you captained Holland. Um, <laughs> he forgot. Join the league. Uh, it's in the show notes. Uh, Ian will put it in there. Press the button. Join it. Uh, DG63MA. Bloody hell. Nice. Uh, well, tuned into the Matrix then. Um, <laughs> more of fluster. Uh, add that as your game pin. And uh, join. Join us. Join now. Uh, predict a league. Yeah, still haven't updated it. Uh, deal with it, mate. Um, quiz. Yay, quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. It is time for the quiz. Chris, Ian, we can quiz. you just mute his feet? This week, I think we will do the quiz. What's funny is, is that it is I, a quiz. You know, the, the, the quality of the lyrics uh, very much determines when I start fading down. And uh, when I heard him say quiz time three times, there, <laughs> I just I started fading down immediately. Yeah. You know what? Not the most creative of lyrics this week. Um, it <laughs> is our third Already installment week. in the one, the only Price is Right trilogy. I've enjoyed this trilogy. It's good. I hope you guys like this one as much as I do. That's why I cut off the soccer. I'm just so excited for this stupid quiz. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Because we've done we've done player transfer fees. We've done mm. stadia capacity. Yeah, there was no like easily sortable one website list. So I put a thing together for this one. I did some admin. I know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> the name of the game is The Price is Right. The size of things. The size of things. Yes. No, one second. Can you just call it the size is right? <laughs> okay, fine. For this week only, it's the yeah. size is right. It's, yes. That's just better, isn't it? Uh, well, I want to respect the name Price is Right. Anyway, Price is Right rules will apply, as mm. usual. Um, I'm so angry already. I've been putting my armband on the one, the only, the biggest fucking guy in the league. He's so big. He's so fast. Erling Holland. Right, okay. How big is he? I have his height in feet, inches, or in centimeters, whichever you prefer. Okay. Uh, how big is Erling Haaland? Six foot four. Six four, Ian, what have you said? I went six five. Oh, neither of you gets the point. He is six what? three. Is he? What? Six three, 191 centimeters, according to FB Ref. Wow. Oh, how tall is Erling? <laughs> he doesn't He's believe Googling you. it, he doesn't believe me. This, I'm going off of FBRF. I even gave you my source. Chuck. <sighs> the first article says 6'4". The Wikipedia says 6'5". <laughs> Third article says 6'4". That says 6'4 and three quarters. So go to FBRF. Maybe I this maybe is... I have a typo in my notes, in which case you would get the point. I know I get the point. But I'm going <laughs> off what FBRF says. <laughs> Erling Haaland. <laughs> Fucking hell. They say six foot three. So one website. Brilliant. Okay. We're going off FB ref. So you're six uh, three. Neither of you gets the point. Now that is quite large. In fact, it is much larger than N'Golo Kante. How tall is N'Golo Kante? He's basically a hobbit. <laughs> Let's have it, Chuck. How tall is N'Golo Kante? Uh, five foot seven. Five foot seven. I've got, again, I've gone one inch taller. Five foot eight. Point goes to Chuck. Ding, ding, ding. He is exactly 5'7 slash 169 centimeters, according to FB Ref. I like this game now. Very nicely done. Hey. Now, from one adorable little pocket person who I love, love, love with all my heart to a fictional one, we have Dobby the Elf. How tall is Dobby <laughs> the Elf? What? 
foot inches or centimeters. This is canon height. Thank Are we you. using the FB ref for him as <laughs> yes, well? Exactly. <laughs> what was his last transfer fee? I don't know. He's like that big. What's that? <laughs> I've got an two? answer. Two feet? I've gone two feet ten. Two foot ten. The point goes to Ian. Ding, ding, ding. He is three foot six or 106 centimeters tall. Dabby the elf. Hollow victory of a fictional, <laughs> fictional elf. <laughs> Now, from one likable fictional sidekick to a very different likable fictional sidekick, we have Chewbacca! How tall is Chewbacca? Uh, six foot nine. Chuck says six foot nine, Ian. Within one inch again, I've gone with the Greg Davis, Richard Osman height, six foot eight. Six foot eight, he is seven foot five. Point goes to Chuck then. Point goes to Chuck for Chewbacca. Very nice, Chuck. I'm back Uh, in the game. Chewbacca fills us all with hope, I think, is one of the defining characteristics. And another thing that fills people with hope upon the site is the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) How tall is the Statue of Liberty? It's not like that tall. This is including the pedestal. So like from the ground to the top of the torch. Oh, boy. Not just the statue itself, but the pedestal that it is standing on as well. 200 feet. Chuck says 200 feet for the Statue of Liberty. Mr. Stimson, what have you got? 250 feet. Point goes to Ian. It is 305 feet slash 93 meters. Yeah. Now that's pretty tall. I think it's bigger than you would expect. Both of you guessed underneath there. You know what's not bigger than you might expect? The Great Pyramid of Giza. The tallest structure in the world for 4,000 years until the Eiffel Tower was the first thing built taller than the Great Pyramid of Giza. How tall was the Great Pyramid? How tall was the Statue of Liberty? 305 for the Statue of Liberty. In meters? 93 meters. I'm going to say 65 meters. 350 feet. 350 feet. That is, I'm assuming, much closer because it is 481 feet slash 147 meters. Yes. So point goes to Ian. That is going to be much closer. The Great Pyramid, pretty tall. About as tall as you could imagine a thing being. Probably involved aliens coming down from the moon. How tall is the moon? AKA how far away from the earth is the moon? Okay. Right. How tall is the moon? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, how tall is how the moon? Tall how far is away the from the moon. earth? If we built a ladder to the moon, how big the ladder would it have to be? I have it in miles and kilometers. Chuck, if you get this right, right you force a tiebreaker. Ian, if you get this right, you seal the victory. Oh, I think it's, um, I'm going to say 230,000 miles. 230,000 miles. Wow. Now, I've sort of always had this in my head as the rough answer. It's about a quarter of a million. 250,000 miles. That's why I had that, and so I just dropped it a bit. Right. Because I would have gone, yeah. Well, Chuck... You forced the tiebreaker here. It is oh, 238,000 nice. miles. Yeah. Very, very close. Yes. Uh, do I have a tiebreaker? I do have a no, tiebreaker. You You're going to make up something else's height? I'm double checking <laughs> this because I'm pretty sure I know the height of it. Uh, oh, what's for the height specific of a Quidditch reasons. hoop? <laughs> what's the height of a Quidditch hoop? And I mean one in the Harry no. Potter universe, not one that I played in a field. <laughs> the tallest building in New York. Uh, yes. One World Trade Center, formerly known as, sometimes known as the world, uh, the Freedom Tower down at World Trade. Yes. In feet. In feet. Or I meters. Either one. What oh, is the height? Dear. I know the answer. I thought someone might. This is a trivia thing. That's why. Uh, in feet, 1776. 
Ding, 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 ding. All right. Win goes to Chuck. Not my standard carry order, Vindaloo. Oh, well played, mate. Well done. Good comeback. Yeah. I mean, I I would have won. Let's face it. Harland is six foot four. Um, (laughs) Yes. What does that make it? Uh, Uh, Five five, to four on the season. You are up by one. Wow. I very much look forward to it being five all next week. Um, Because that's that's just how (laughs) we do. How it goes, apparently. Ian and I lovingly hold hands and escort each other through this nightmarish Quiz oh, I was going to say trade blows like two prize fighters, but yeah, yeah we'll do the Titans of Norwich meet the Giants of Ipswich, <laughs> exactly, yeah. making them both seem <laughs> regular size. size. Uh, speaking of the football, the football, it never ends. Uh, this week, Friday, Friday game. Uh, uh, Ian's got this thing about not mentioning dates, but I don't know no. if you're listening to this after Friday, you're fucked. Um, it's dates. really funny because none of the other stuff will have been left I know, in context. The number of so times we had to fun. take shit back because I said the word today. Yeah, even that. <laughs> Um, we have a Burr Derby, uh, Brentford versus Brighton to see who ends up being Entford or Iton. Uh, that's Friday. Friday, Mark Daffin, 6.30 on Friday <laughs> deadline. Uh, then the early kickoff uh, on Saturday is Leicester versus Palace. Then we have Fulham, Bournemouth, Wolves, Nottingham Forest. For once, they've put the perfect games in the slot where we cannot watch them. <laughs> Good for them. Spot on. Well done, finally, Sky. Well bloody done. Uh, we then round off Saturday with Spurs, Everton. Sunday, uh, whoa, that's a lot of games at two o'clock. Aston Villa, Chelsea, Leeds, Arsenal, Man United, Newcastle, and South. Hampton West Ham and then they can dress this up as a big game all they want <laughs> but it's going to be a fucking massacre <laughs> Liverpool host Manchester City late on the Sunday I'm just going to say it now if any of you play fantasy football and bench any of your Man City players you are on a high hiding to nothing are you bastards just Captain Holland for fuck's sake um, that's it have anybody else got anything they want to bring to the table? Any closing thoughts? No? No. Well, uh, thanks music, as man. ever for listening. He's played the music, so I've got to figure out an outro. Um, be good to yourselves and each other. Say goodbye, Ian. See you, mate. Say goodbye, Oscar Puente. See you, mate. Also known as Furty from Afar. I just never said that before. Um, <laughs> thanks to our producers, <laughs> Nate Whitten, Mark Tavern, Sam Danby, Jeff Petter, Andy Pembrose, and Mr. Tom Townley. Take care. Bye-bye. Our top story this evening, uh, and at an appropriate time of year, uh, we have Harry Kane's foundation. Um, He's proud to launch the Harry Kane Foundation, which marks the start of a journey for me, as my foundation aims to transform a generation's thinking about mental health, um, which is a lovely endeavor. And along those lines, um, given that today is Mental Health Awareness Day, World Mental Health Awareness Day, I believe. we try to be advocates for mental health. Oscar. Yeah. Can you take it back again? Because you said today. Oh, I did say today. Not Monday, Monday 10th of October. Monday right. was. I- Ian was shaking his head and was too polite to ask, but I know he was seething rage. <laughs> okay, okay. If we don't do that again. All right. Uh, our top story this evening, um, it is Mental Health Awareness Day today, Monday, October 10th. <laughs> you said today again. God damn it. <laughs> it was on Monday. <laughs> okay. Um, our top story this evening, uh, Monday, October 10th is, uh, World Mental Health Awareness Day. Did I do it again? You said well, no, you just used, Just is, say was. The, to the listener, it's Wednesday. No, Monday, 
Monday the 10th of October marked yeah world or, or mental health awareness day <laughs> but the listener is the listener is recording the past and Harry, you know that right yeah i know but it just it, it's always better to if you say today is they'll just go well no it's not uh, it, it's, it's october is. 10th is Mental health awareness. Yeah, but you thing. kept saying Monday, and, and saying "is" puts it in the present. I just think, yeah, but it is that. But it's it always yeah, easy that. just is to that, say that was. makes it out like it's going to be fairly soon, it's, as opposed to like not relevant okay, to I'll the current time. I'll say marks. Mark. Yeah, that's marks. marks. <laughs> that's 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 I what I said. To go about, to the past about, tense, if you but if I you dial marks. back, if you dial back about two minutes ago, I literally said exactly that. Yeah, no, I know. That's why I'm saying fine. I'll just go with that. Monday, the tenth of okay. October, marked Bento World Mental Marks, Health Awareness Marks Day. P- present tense. No, it because we'll it, for the listener, it's not it because we're two days sense. later. <sighs> but I'm it talking just, about it today. But it dates it. It dates it instantly. <laughs> yes, I'm putting the literal date on it. Okay. Just so say it was. Okay. Um. <laughs> gosh. <clears throat> Our top story this evening. 